You don't know when the next great crisis of your life is coming. I don't know. It could be today. Could be this week. Could be next year. I don't know. But we need to be building our life in Christ, being rooted in Christ, because this life isn't easy, and you are going to be called to confess Christ in difficult circumstances. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm David Pick, and Colin, I'm glad we're talking about that the Christian life is not easy. But it's often that it's in those hard times that our testimony can shine. Yeah, that's right. And you know, when you say that, what comes to my mind is uh, folks in the congregation here who really have suffered incredible loss and have maintained a good confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think of dear lady in our congregation whose husband and son were shot and, and killed in Afghanistan and uh, the indescribable pain and loss that this dear lady has endured and yet how wonderfully she has witnessed a good confession, putting her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing Christ, speaking to others of Jesus being sufficient even for this. It's in the hardest things of life that our greatest testimonies are born. When was Job's greatest confession of his faith in the Lord? It was when he lost everything. Now, when everything's going well, so there's going to be someone listening today and it's the tough time in your life. This is the moment when you are being called to witness a good confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and it will shine in a light, uh, like a light into the lives of others. This may be the greatest moment of your testimony and of your impact and God will use it in the lives of others. What a great way to begin this program, a message of encouragement. So please, if you can, open your Bible and join us in Matthew chapter 10 as we continue this message, Jesus will confess you before the Father. Here's Colin. What does it mean for us to confess Jesus Christ? And I want to answer that question by suggesting to you seven ways in which we can confess Jesus Christ. Now, the first one really is the easiest. Perhaps they're in ascending order of difficulty. You can confess the lordship of Jesus Christ in baptism. Second, you can confess the glory of Christ in costly obedience. Now, I want to encourage us as a congregation this morning, because in all of these ways of confession, I have to tell you, my own heart is moved and my own faith is greatly strengthened by seeing examples of this happening among us in this very congregation. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man finds it, he hides it again. And then with joy, he sells everything he has in order to buy the field. In other words, Jesus says, when you see something of supreme value, You go after it irrespective of cost. And I see that happening in costly obedience widely among us as a congregation. Some of us are stretching ourselves out in serving Jesus Christ as never before. Some of us are stretching ourselves out in giving to Jesus Christ as never before. Costly acts are proclaiming, confessing the glory of Jesus Christ. Third, let me speak to those of us who have experienced loneliness, letdowns, disappointment. 
you felt that someone, that other people didn't care about you as they should, and you have felt uh, let down by other believers. I want to suggest that you can use this as a unique opportunity to confess Jesus Christ. You confess the presence of Christ in loneliness. And I take that from 2 Timothy chapter 4. When Paul was particularly lonely, he was in prison. In fact, he was in a dungeon. And Luke was the only one around in the area, it seems, who was able to offer him any fellowship or support. And he talks about folks who've left. Demas has deserted me, he says, and then Crescens and uh, has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. He talks about Alexander, the metal worker, a man who professed to be a Christian. But Paul says he did me all kinds of harm. And so Paul has a catalog of discouragement. And when that happens in your life, when you feel other people are letting you down, when people are not there for you, you can kind of turn in on yourself. Say, ah, that's Christians for you. But Paul didn't do that. He seized his loneliness as an opportunity to confess Christ. And here's how he did it. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, he says, at my first offense, that's the first time he was in court, Nobody came to my defense. Nobody came. Nobody came to my support. Everyone deserted me. He says, may it not be held against them. And then he says this, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Boy, that is confessing the presence of Christ in loneliness. You can do that in a situation where you feel very let down. You could seize this. Instead of turning in on yourself, you could seize this as an opportunity to confess what the presence of Jesus means to you. That will be an inspiration to others, and it will bring glory to Jesus Christ. Fourth example. This is for everyone who hasn't got enough money at the moment. Okay, I won't ask for a show of hands. Everyone who feels under financial pressure, and especially those of us who have lost jobs, I want you to see that this is an opportunity for you to confess Jesus Christ. And there are many among us who are really doing this in a powerful way. Let me explain how. You can confess contentment in Christ under financial pressure. Now, Paul speaks about this in Philippians 4. He knew widely different financial circumstances in his life. He says, I know what it is to have plenty. And then he says in Philippians 4, I even know what it is to be hungry. Now, that's pretty extreme difference. Remember that Paul, brilliant mind, high-flying career, school of Gamaliel, fast promoted in his role as a Pharisee and so forth. I mean, he was in a big bucks position. He knew what it was to have the big money. But when he's converted to Christ, he becomes an apostle, and then he's living off support, and uh, that sometimes came through, and it sometimes didn't come through. And he says, I also know what it is to have not known where my next meal was coming from. Now, these are hugely different financial circumstances in the course of one life. Now, when he was feeling financial pressure, not knowing where the next meal is coming from, he could have said, where is God in all of this? But what he does 
is he seizes the opportunity to confess his contentment in Christ. It's powerful. He says, I've learned what it is, I know what it is to have plenty, and I know what it is to be in great need. He says, I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, folks, my heart has been moved by hearing some of you testify to the way in which you are doing this. Guy says to me, Pastor, I lost my job this week. But I want you to know, I'm trusting Christ. That is a fantastic confession. This is one of the places in life where you can bear witness to what Jesus Christ means to you and your confidence and your trust in him. It may be one of your finest moments of confession. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Confessing your contentment in Christ under Financial pressure. Here's another one. Let me speak now to all of us here who have ill health. Everyone who's undergoing a course of treatment, everyone who has a sickness, everyone who even now is is in physical pain, you can use this as an opportunity to confess Christ. Here's how. Again, I take the example of the Apostle Paul, this time 2 Corinthians in chapter 12. You remember that there, Paul tells us about a particular affliction that he describes as a thorn in the flesh. It seems most likely that this was some kind of illness or some kind of disability. And three times Paul says, I pleaded with the Lord that he would take it away. Now, some of you know about this. God gives you good health. But then, suddenly you find that you have a condition, and you're not able to do things you were able to do before. You're plunged into a different world, and your experience of life is entirely different. And you will do what Paul did. You will plead with the Lord to take it away. And Paul did this three times. And you might well have said, well, what a wonderful testimony I would have if God healed me of this. And that is true. And there are wonderful testimonies to God's healing power. But Paul's testimony in this situation was that God did not take this particular affliction away, but rather what God Christ said to him was this, my grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so Paul says, therefore I'm going to boast about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Some of us are going through sickness, pain, and we're confessing the sufficiency of Christ in it. Jesus is with me in it, and Jesus is enough for me in this. Folks, that is an extraordinary confession of Christ. It may be one of the most challenging and difficult things in your life. But oh, how you glorify Christ by confessing his sufficiency in sickness and in pain. Number six. In here I want to speak to folks who may have good health, but boy, the circumstances of your life have just hit you with one wave after another of difficulty. As a, a pastor, I think of conversations 
The folks among us, you know, one thing has happened, then something else in the family, then something else in, in work. And you think, oh, not one more thing for them. Not one more thing for them. If that's your situation today, you can confess the comfort of Christ in crushing trials. And Paul speaks about this in 2 Corinthians in chapter 1. He talks about when on a particular visit to a part of Asia, he says, we were put under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure. We even despaired of life itself. This wasn't an illness. This was just a series of circumstances and events that led Paul to say, I felt utterly, unbearably crushed. And there are some among us here who know what that is like, and we're right there. Now I feel utterly, unbearably crushed. And here's how Paul confesses Christ in that. He discovers, you can read it there in 2 Corinthians 1, the comfort of God. And he says, I thank God, the God of all comfort, because here's what God is doing in me where I'm utterly unbearably crushed. He's producing in me not only an experience of his comfort, but he's making it possible for me to minister comfort to others in a way that I could never do otherwise. That is an extraordinary confession of Jesus Christ. And a confession that you could make, a confession that many among us are making under extraordinary pressure to the praise and glory of God. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and the message, Jesus will confess you before the Father. This has been one of the most popular and requested and downloaded messages of the past 12 months and we've bundled it up with the other nine most popular messages under the title, Listener Favourites 2023. And you can get a CD set of this series as you begin to support Open the Bible financially. Find details of this offer on our website, openthebible.org.uk. Now back to the message, here's Colin. And here's the seventh, and perhaps the hardest of all. I want to speak here to everyone who has been bereaved, especially to those who have lost a child. I want you to, to speak to you in this moment about the power of your confession of Jesus Christ. And there are many among us who have gone through indescribable loss. And in this place, there are among us many who have made the most extraordinary confession, the confession of the sovereignty of Christ in sorrow and in loss. And I take this, of course, from the story of Job. You know the story well. Here's this man who's prospering in every way, has this marvelous family with all these children. And in one day, his whole world implodes. Enemies ransack his um, holdings and uh, his wealth is plundered. And on the same day, all of his children are gathered in one house. They're having a party and the house implodes and every one of his children are dead. It is an unspeakable sorrow and loss. And Job's wife comes to him. And you remember she says, Job? Why don't you just curse God and die? And Job says, God 
gave. And God has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And the book of Job makes it very clear that that confession in the deepest place of pain reverberates through heaven and thunders through hell. And I have to tell you that the testimony that some of you have borne and are bearing in that kind of loss is more glorifying to Christ and more strengthening to your brothers and sisters around you than you will know in this life, though God may allow you to know it in eternity. Your loving Christ still, the greatest confession of Jesus Christ in your life. Folks, haven't we come a long way? You know, if, if we started out with this verse just over half an hour ago, saying, you know, hey, this is easy. Whoever confesses me, oh, we just have to confess Jesus. We have to say we believe in Jesus. We've come a long way because what we're seeing is that the confession Jesus is talking about comes from the realities of life that are most difficult for us. And he's saying to us, now look, you seize every opportunity to confess me and the hardest things in your life will be the greatest opportunities you have. And it will reverberate through hell, through heaven, around the people of God. It really will. Now, when we see that, I guess there's just one more thing that will come to our minds in these last moments, and it's this. It certainly comes to my mind. I look at this and I say, Lord, how can I do this? I look at what others are doing. I admire the strength of the faith of others. I feel terribly weak in my own faith. Not sure I can do what is being described here. How can I do this? And let me just say three things very briefly in these last moments. The first is simply this. Get ready. Get ready. My older boy, Andrew is planning on doing the Iron Man in Wisconsin in the summer. You know what the Iron Man is? I know some of the rest of you do this business. Two-mile swim, then jump on a bike and ride over 100 miles, and then just to polish off the afternoon, 26-mile marathon run round. Makes me tired to think about it. Can you imagine doing all these things consecutively? He's going to be training all year. Now, if we are going to be confessors of Christ in the hardest circumstances of life, we will want to be getting ready in training, building spiritual muscle. We'll not be the kind of people who's ah, another Sunday at church, you know, sing a few songs, hear the message, go home and so forth. We will be intentional about saying, I need to put down deep roots into Jesus Christ to grow strong in him, to make that true every day of my life. Because honestly, you don't know when the next great crisis of your life is coming. I don't know. It could be today. could be this week. could be next year. I don't know. But we need to be building our life in Christ, 
being rooted in Christ because this life isn't easy and you are going to be called to confess Christ in difficult circumstances. If you're not there now, you will be. So use this opportunity to get ready. And then some of you are saying, well, yeah, it'd be nice if I'd thought about that a few years ago, but I'm right in the middle of it now. Here's the second thing. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Remember, you are not in this alone. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 2, wonderful statement, 1 Corinthians 12, 2, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. He's telling us now how to confess. Obviously, anyone can say the words Jesus is Lord. But what he's really saying is in the hard circumstances of life, no one can make this confession. No one can do what we've been talking about here except by the Holy Spirit. And friends, the Holy Spirit is given to you for this very purpose so that in the hardest circumstance of your life, you will be able to stand and confess him. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I remember a time some years ago when I was feeling just overwhelmed in my own life and I heard a message in a very small church in Scotland and the pastor said these words, they'll be with me forever. God used them. He said, think what spirit lives in you. The spirit of God lives in you. Now, if you can grasp hold of that in what you're facing, you will find yourself saying, Lord, I can't do this on my own, but your spirit lives in me. So by your grace and through your strength, I can and I will. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as the very last and most obvious thing, anticipate the outcome of your faith. What is that? I confess Christ. What is he saying to me? On the last day, he will confess me before the Father. You keep your eye on that. Why does Jesus say this to the disciples now? Because he's sending them out into situations that will be indescribably tough. It's going to be very costly. It's going to be the hardest thing in their lives as it is the hardest thing in your life to truly confess Christ in the most difficult situations. And Jesus is saying, now you just remember this. You keep your eye on this. That as you confess me, as you confess me in the hardest things of your life here, the day is coming when you will stand in my presence and I will confess you to the glory of God of God the Father. You've been listening to Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith talking about what it means for us to confess Jesus Christ. But not only that, but what it means for him to confess us before the Father. This was a message called Jesus Will Confess You Before the Father and it's been one of our most popular broadcasts and downloads in the past 12 months. We'd love to send you a CD copy set of this series, and that's our free gift to you if you're able to set up a new donation to the work of Open the Bible of £5 per month or more. Details are on our website. And remember, if you ever miss a broadcast or you want to go back and listen again, you can always do that by going online. Go to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can download as an MP3, completely free, or stream from the website any of our previous messages. You'll also find Open the Bible daily, 
This is a series of short two to three minute reflections written by Pastor Colin and read by Sue McLeish. You can also find Open the Bible Daily on your favourite podcast site. It's easy to find. Just search for Open the Bible UK. Look for the purple logo. When you find it, click on follow and you'll automatically receive Open the Bible Daily as a podcast on your favourite site every morning. For Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick and I very much hope you'll be able to join us again next time. The Bible tells us in Psalm 23 that the Lord leads us. Have you ever wondered what that means? Or where he's leading us to? Find out next time on Open the Bible.